Welcome back to Mom Nation Unscripted. Now, a word from our sponsor. Hi, it's Marilyn and Bruce of Montage Duo. We are a versatile musical act that performs music from the 1940s to today. We cover a wide range of musical genres and styles, including classic rock, pop, country, funk, blues, and even a little jazz. So, if you're looking for professional quality entertainment in the greater Phoenix area, either for an intimate acoustic setting, or a rockin' full band sound, Montage Duo will please you and your guests, engaging them to join in the fun by providing an interactive entertainment experience. For more information, visit our Facebook page at Montage Duo. We're live and we are back for episode five, four, five. I think it's something five. like that. Five, <laughs> five-ish of season three of Mom Nation Unscripted. So how, how are you, Katie? Okay, so I'm much better than I was over the weekend. So um, work's been busy still. It's going to be like this. I'm not going to sleep for like the next few months. So that's just whatever. Um, but is it Saturday? Yeah, it was Saturday night. Went upstairs, put my son to bed. All of a sudden, Matt's like, really hot up here. What's up with that? It feels weird. Goes over, turns the air down a little bit, and nothing. No response. And then he's like, it's 87 up here. What's up with that? Yeah, so long story short, luckily we have two units because we have two-story, you know. And yeah, the, the upstairs AC unit went out. And we discovered it at like eight o'clock at night. So what are you gonna do? You know what I mean? Luckily, downstairs unit still worked. And I was going to sleep downstairs, but I decided I need my bed. So um, <laughs> I slept in like 90 degrees. So that was my weekend. It's interesting because it was like the, the day it went out was like 117 that day. Um, luckily we have an awesome, very responsive, uh, you know, vendor that we work with in terms of AC. So I was back up and running before the end of the day on Sunday, but that's always fun in Phoenix, Arizona in July. How yeah. about you? <laughs> well, I hate how in sync we are. It wasn't my AC unit, but we've had our house flood for the third time since we moved in. What? Yeah. So the first time it was a garbage disposal broke second time the water heater broke and this third time the line to the uh, refrigerator broke and oh. so now we have to get drywall you know ripped out and done and all of that and we're like mm, we might just pay this one out of pocket because we don't want to file another insurance claim <laughs> <laughs> no kidding and then you get to deal with the fun, super fun, uh, not, re I was going to say remodeling, but repair in the middle of July. Here's, here's the beauty of it though. We're leaving on vacation on Friday. And so we told them like, well, it's been flooded for a few days now. So just wait till Friday. So they're going to come and rip everything out on Friday and do the fans while we're gone. Oh, nice. so, yeah. 
so anyway, it's just one of those things where it's just like, well, and, and then today I had a, a website email fiasco happen, which I just figured out what happened. And so fortunately I'm going to be able to move in the right direction now, but all of these things, it's like, how do you keep being a friend and how do you keep showing up for other moms mm -hmm. and all of that when your world is it, like, like, let's be honest, like with all the state of the world right now, it sucks. It and does. it's really hard. Like we're all, we don't have anybody that can be there for us very well. And so we can't be there for others very well. And, uh, I just feel like, with all of my mom friends, there's just so much tension of like, I want to be there for you. I want to be a good friend. I want to nurture this relationship. You matter to me, but I don't have it to give right now. And I think we should talk about it. I think we should. And with none other than the most perfect people to speak about it with. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I love these ladies. So we have Sherry and Jenny. So Sherry, would you mind introducing your, yourself for people who somehow would be involved with Mom Nation and not know who you are? <laughs> sure, of course. Um, so my name is Sherry Ramo. I am the co-founder with our lovely Katie, um, Mom Nation, and I'm a military spouse. And so I think that that kind of comes into play here specifically. Um, we move all the time, every few years. I'm also prior service. And so I've had to kind of come up with a strategy or a plan to make new friends and new locations and start over. So hopefully that'll help some of our moms um, kind of had a break through that wall. But like you said, Beth, right now, the state of everybody's sanity is a little bit different than normal, normal terms. So I think with us, you know, barely hanging on on our own, it is hard to be that support that somebody else might need. So I think it's good that we're talking about this today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think that, uh, you know, the, just like the, the stress of things like moving like that's, it's like a micro version of, of what we're just feeling. You know, it's, it's so intense to move and, and to have to make new friends and all of those new things, but then maintain the, the friendships from previous areas you're just going to be a perfect person to talk about this. I'm so happy you're here. Yay. Especially uh, when you move and then quarantine hits and you're like, I just got here and now I can't go anywhere and I can't make friends. Can't meet anyone. Yeah. That's yeah. right. That's what happened to Sherry this time around, right? Because you guys just got switched to another base and then, yeah. then quarantine hit. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I could just like cry thinking about what that must have been like. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Uh, and Jenny, would you mind letting everybody know who you are? Yes. Um, if you don't know me yet, I'm Jenny Cohen, and I help run the Mom Nation groups across the nation. Um, and I also work with Katie on Team Evo AZ. So I work from home. I don't get out of my house a lot to socialize and, you know, go to an office and, and be with coworkers. I have coworkers, but they're on my phone, and we text, and we email, and we chat um, virtually, but I don't get to actually get out and see people. So my coworkers are my, my two dogs and my three kids that I have at home, and they're um, sometimes not the best coworkers because they interrupt me, and they're selfish and want to be fed and, 
attention and, you know, but so I, I can relate to those moms who are maybe work at home moms or stay at home moms and they're not out and they don't have that opportunity to socialize. And I also have five kids and I've been momming for a really long time. So I get um, what it's like to not put yourself first and to be so busy taking care of other humans that you kind of forget about yourself a little bit. Yeah. Oh man. Um, that just uh, describes my life right now. I feel like <laughs> dang. Uh, so one of the things that I know that you guys have all the three of you in particular have experienced over the, the course of the years is sometimes, um, in an online world where most of our interactions are happening online, a lot of times when we disagree with each other, it ends up leading to huge, huge friction or fallouts or people blocking each other and friending each other, all of these things over differences of opinion. And so I'm curious as people that have been running a community of thousands of moms who have thousands of opinions about thousands of things, how have you been able to help people to not have, you know, like a hostile environment and whatnot when it comes to that? So I'll go first. And this is what I think is really important. Um, you know, these days I feel like, and we all know I'm an old girl. Well, me and Jenny. Um, <laughs> and these days I feel like connection has really been lost. Like true connection, like you're a human, I'm a human, we're different, we have different opinions, whatever. But, you know, we both live here, let's make this thing work. And in Mom Nation, what I'm really proud of is not only do we really watch that and, you know, try to make less opportunities available for those big explosive things to happen. So we keep a pretty good handle on it. But what I've noticed really makes a big difference is, you know, a lot of times these moms are, are hurting and they're hurting for other reasons. And it might not even be, you know, what Karen said or, you know, what, whatever so-and-so posted or commented, but that's just kind of like the straw that breaks the camel's back. Like I'm just over it. I, like it's just enough. So when we, and it's a fairly rare occasion in mom nation, but when we see something like that happening or potentially we reach out to them and just have, just be human and like, Hey, you know, first of all, thank you so much for being a member of this group. We're really happy to have you here. Sometimes just saying that to somebody is really comforting and it really makes them feel included. And that's important to us because that's how we do feel about the members. And it's just like, Hey, you know what? I get it. I understand. Yes. What she said was rude. Um, and you just kind of like talk them through it and let them air out their feelings a little bit it, to somebody that cares. Um, and I've, I don't know, what do you ladies think? Like I've, that's made a world of difference. I feel like in this situation. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. And one Go of ahead, the Jen. things, sorry. One of the things too, though, is I think that people, I think it's been established that within mom nation, we're not going to put up with bashing and drama and fighting. And so people just know that that's not what our group is for. And if they want to do that, go somewhere else. Um, it's just something that we're not going to put up with. And we want mom nation to be a safe space for people to come and vent and release their frustrations. Because if you keep it bottled in, and especially right now where you can't go over to your friend's house, you can't go, you know, chat with people at a play date at the park, like you normally would, you're stuck at home. And so you have all these feelings and 
frustrations, you need to be able to release them and vent to people. So come to us, you know, that, that I'm so happy we have this online forum for you to reach out, but you know, not everybody is going to receive your opinion or, you know, what you're saying well, or maybe they misunderstand what you're trying to say and frustrations can get high. Um, and, you know, sometimes we do have to maybe shut come up comments off on a post and it's not because anyone said anything wrong, but because it's just not going in the right direction. But luckily in Mom Nation, I, I really don't see that that often. I think that it's kind of just been established that that's not what we're about. Um, we uplift, we encourage people, you know, release your, your frustrations and get it out and let's, you know, pat each other on the back and, and move on. And most often that's our posts go well and, you know, we encourage each other and uplift each other and, and I love seeing that, so. Sure, yeah, I agree. I was just gonna add that we've worked really hard over the last six years to establish that culture that Jenny was talking about to support and uplift. Um, and it's great because it's not only us now. If our members right. who have been with us and know the culture we've developed, if they see something out of bounds or they're like, hey, that's not friendly, that's not supportive, mm -hmm. people report it. And so I love that we have created that community where people know that this is the expectation and this is what's allowed um, because we don't, we don't bash people, whether it's your mother-in-law or whoever. Right. Um, so it, it's great that it's not just us. People expect that. And I know Katie and Jenny and I all get messages on a regular basis saying, this is unlike any mom's group I've ever been a part of. This is, you know, exactly what I needed because I hated the other mom's groups because of the drama and whatever. And, and you guys don't have that. So that's a really nice thing, um, not only for us, but for all of our members. Yeah. And, and you know what? I am in zero other, no, I am in one other mom's group that I just watch uh just to see how they do some some marketing things you know just to see for that sake but every single post that pops up you guys have seen it i send you screenshots and i'm like what is going on with this right it's yeah, yeah. crazy it's crazy uh and it, it, it's fascinating to see uh that the tone of the people who run the group really sets the tone and the energy for the entire group so I, very I love that you guys created this, this community. Um, you know, I gotta tell you guys, so I've had a really hard time since all this quarantine stuff happened, which I know tons of people I have. I know that I'm not like an exception or a rare case or anything when it comes to that, but I've had such a hard time. And, uh, so last week, Katie ended up texting me and being like, Hey girl, let's go out for dinner. Right. So and so it was so fun and like I got there and it's just like oh my gosh my soul made it like I literally could start crying right now just thinking about it right and I am crying apparently that's just a thing I'm gonna do today um but it, it was just like we are so disconnected right now even more like you know social media like made us disconnect in, in a certain way like it helps us connect in some ways but it disconnects us so that we have a lot of surface level relationships. And mm -hmm. then you add coronavirus on top of it and it's a whole new game. And just having that opportunity to connect face to face and be like, okay, people don't hate me. Katie doesn't hate me, right? You just start to get in this headspace of like, everybody hates me. 
when you're this disconnected. And so like all of a sudden seeing Katie, I was like, okay, this is, this isn't, this isn't it. Right. And, uh, I just feel like so many moms are probably feeling that way too, that like all of my friends hate me. Everybody thinks I'm annoying. I'm, I'm too much. I just have problems all the time. I annoy everybody. You know, you, you just get into this, this game where the voice in your head has nothing positive to say. Mm-hmm. And those, just making the time for those face-to-face interactions. I think if you feel that you can do it safely, um, which I felt 110% safe doing, you know, meeting Katie for dinner. Um, if you can do it and feel safe doing it, then I think that it's really important right now to make the time to see your friends and realize that they, they don't hate you. So, mm-hmm. and there I don't is, know. I don't have any questions. I'm just like leaving that story out there for you guys. No, I love it because it, it brought something up for me that I think is super important and I think is a huge hurdle for, for most women out there, most moms that are looking to connect. And that's, that's expectations. What expectations do you have of your friends that they are like unbeknownst to them, right? That they have no clue you have that expectation. But so let me give an example. I don't feel close or connected to Beth if she doesn't give me a call once a week. So let's, it's not my expectation because you know our lives. It's not going to happen. But, <laughs> exactly. but let's just say that's my expectation. Whether I got that from how I was raised or wherever I got that, that's what I've got. Okay. And now all of a sudden I'm feeling less than maybe my head is catching up with me. Like you just said, because I have this expectation of a friend that I never shared. So she couldn't be like, yo, that's not going to work for my life. You know, I still love you. We'll connect when we can connect and we'll make time for each other. Like we did for dinner last Friday. Yeah, and then and then also with those expectations flipping it around because I, I, I feel like for me it's rarely my expectation of the other person, but it's it's uh you know, mind reading. It's assuming that that person has expectations for me that I could never live up to. Mm. And talk more about that. Yeah, so um <laughs> this is one of the things I talk about in therapy quite quite frequently, comes up a lot. Uh but assuming that, that people think I'm not doing enough, that people think I'm not showing up enough for them, that people think that I uh, don't care about them or that I'm self-centered or that I um, am letting people down. And so when I start to think like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm failing, I'm failing, I'm failing, it, it creates this uh, dialogue for, and they think I'm failing. Mm-hmm. And so if, the, if I know that I'm failing and they think that I'm failing, then what good am I? And it brings up a whole lot of like, you know, worth issues, those sorts of things. Do you guys That's, ever do that? It's super debilitating because now, now is that, does that play a part in, well, now I don't want to go out and be social. Okay. Let's pretend yeah. the world was normal. Now I'm going to walk Right, BC, <laughs> Sherry, before Corona. <laughs> but now, okay, so let's just say the three of you are getting together and you're sitting at a table at a restaurant or whatever. How comfortable do I feel with all of that stuff in my head walking into that situation now? I'm not going to do it. 
I'm going to hit traffic. I have a flat. My kid got sick. I'm going to make up a whole bunch of shit as to why I can't go. Yep. And you might even believe it, right? It's not, it's not like you're even coming up with a conscious excuse. It's that all of a sudden you're like, okay, uh, maybe you don't even know that you're really looking for a way out, but your, your brain is going to go look for a way out any way it can create it. For sure. mm-hmm. yeah. Do you ever feel that way, Jenny? I do a lot. Um, and in fact, for the longest time, I didn't really have close friendships since I moved to Arizona for that reason. It was the lies that I told myself and the anxiety that I would work up the, the what ifs and what if they don't like me or what if it's awkward and there's that silence and I don't have anything to say to them. And I would come up with reasons to not show up again and again and again. And especially, um, you know, once I left the office environment and I didn't have coworkers, it was one thing when I already knew them and they said, hey, let's go have lunch or whatever. You already know those people. But to then leave that environment and go and try to establish a friendship with new people, that is really, really hard. And you tell yourself these lies of they're not going to like me. I'm not going to have anything to say to these people. And you start to believe that. And pretty soon you get this anxiety and you might really feel sick, you know, like, oh, I have a headache coming on or my stomach is feeling sick because it's your anxiety. You're, you know, your body is, is feeling that and you really do feel sick. But what you don't know is it's your head making you feel sick. So I was, I was that person for so long and was actually, you know, in this group. And I first was like, I don't want to go. And I tried to talk myself out of it. I've told you guys this before. I didn't want to go. And Phil was like, you are going to this. And I did, and it wasn't horrible. None of the, the what ifs in my head happened. I liked the people and they seemed to like me back. And so I you know, kept putting myself out there and pretty soon that anxiety lessens and you realize this was just a, a story that I was telling myself and it's not really true. And, and the thing too is, is that even after though you've established those relationships, like you said, like you start to feel like maybe Katie and I are disconnecting and then it, until you see each other in person again, you realize like, wait, no, that was just my head telling me that again, we're actually still good. That's happened to me over quarantine when, you know, it first started and all of a sudden I couldn't see my group of friends that I would normally see at least two to three times a month. All of a sudden it went probably two, three months that I didn't see anyone in person. And I started feeling like I don't have that connection with them anymore. Have I lost my best friends that I've worked so hard at, at, you know, growing a bond with, you start to feel like you've lost them because you haven't met with them or connected one-on-one. It's one thing to text and chat, but if you don't have that in-person connection, um, you know, that's what confirms that you really do like each other. If you don't have that bond and have that connection, it can weigh on you. Yeah, it, oh, so true. And like just thinking about those first two to three months uh, where you started to feel disconnected, how, how have you worked on coming back from that? Well, for me, it's, you know, there's a certain group of people that I've said I'm no longer going to social distance with. Um, that doesn't mean I'm going out and I'm going to, you know, tubing down the river with a hundred strangers. It means I have my small group of people that um, I'm no longer going to distance myself with. They're, they're like my family. They're ex- my extended family here in Arizona. And my mental health is not well if I don't 
go out and see them. And what the hell do I care if I catch coronavirus, if I'm at home depressed and sick anyways? So there's a point when you have to say, I'm, it's time to, to move to that next level. Um, and so I have my close friends and I've spent time with them. We've gone camping, we've done dinners, you know, we've gone to each other's houses and, and it's just a small group of us, but I needed to do it. I, I could no longer stay home and not have that connection with them anymore. And I'm much healthier since I've done that. And it reminds me of when uh, I worked in, in the birth industry and we taught moms this acronym or, you know, parents this acronym to help them to, to make choices about the risk of, of any given thing. And so there's, it's brain. It's what are the benefits of making X choice? Okay, so what are the benefits of going and seeing my friends in person? What are the risks? What are the alternatives? Um, uh, is it necessary and, uh, and, and is not now or never, right? And so for some people, they're like, not now, never. Like, I'm not going to, to do that. Um, and then when I put, looked at, you know, the benefits of going and seeing friends, like, when I looked at the risk of not going and seeing friends, the risk of not going and seeing friends was greater than the risk of catching coronavirus. Mm -hmm. Right. Like legitimately, it, if just think about all of the horror stories we see about moms who end up having a mentally ill moment where they have a mental break and then they kill all their kids. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We are isolating moms in houses with kids for months on end and there's no breaks. Mm -hmm. There are no breaks. And then, like, I'm just amazed that, like, we haven't seen the horror stories like that happen. Well, and, and we have seen, you know, an increase in, in domestic violence. But what were you going to say, Sherry? Lots of stuff, yeah. Um, I was just going to say, um, now I don't know. Like you said, it's not, it's not just our mental sanity, right? Because we're moms. We are essential to our entire household. We are essential, every one of us, um, because we're not only caring for ourselves, we are caring for our children, for our spouses, for our zoo, our animals, whatever we have going on in the house, right? Our houses that flood. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, if our mental health is suffering, it's not just us that are going to go down that rabbit hole, right? Our kids aren't going to get fed or God knows what's going to happen. But we have to remember that, that it's not just, oh, I'm having a bad day. Like that could turn into a lot of other things. Totally. For I sure. Totally I mean, you know, when you're acting emotionally and perhaps in a, a different mindset than what you usually operate in, the risk is also ruining permanently some relationships that might be very important to you. It you know, I mean, I wonder how many divorces are going to come out of this that wouldn't have ended up in divorce to begin with. Yeah, oh, definitely. And um, I'm just thinking about what you said, Sherry, as far as like, we are essential. Like that gave me the chills when you said it, uh, and and if you look at it uh, from the perspective of like taking care of myself mentally, like that's the same as somebody needing to go out and buy supplies for a clinic, right? It's uh, it, it's something that you absolutely have to do in order to safely continue to do your job. It is your PPE, like 
it, 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 it's your mask. It's the thing that's actually going to keep you and your family safe. I go yeah. out and get groceries because mm -hmm. my body needs food for fuel. Mm -hmm. Why is that any different? Thanks. Right? So true. That is, that's some deep stuff you just brought up, Sherry. Oh my yeah, you did, Sherry. We might have to have a whole topic or a whole podcast about it. But you know, how did, so like in terms of personality, like this is something that I run into a ton. Um, I have a really driven personality. So I'm always creating, my brain just creates. I don't do it. It just goes, hey, you should do this, this, and this today. And I'm like, oh, that sounds fun. I got five minutes free. Um, you know what I mean? So I'm like just constantly building, creating, connecting. How can I help this person do this? How can I get these together? How can I, how can I, how can I? It's like life is a puzzle. And I love, love solving the puzzles. And so I've just, I have a very overactive brain. You guys know this. And so I personally feel like when somebody that could be a great match for me and probably would be a cool balancer, like, hey, maybe you should take a little bit of time and relax. Like, like Jen Anselmo, cool balancer. Like, I love hanging out with her because she is calm and, you know, she just has that sort of calming sense about her. Um, I, I don't know her quite well enough. We're getting there. I don't know her well enough to know if she's like, really like me deep down. Um, but we can relate on the, the, you know, the business part of life. I was raised in an entrepreneurial family. So was she, so we can relate like that. Um, but she just kind of has a different approach to everyday life than I have, which is amazing. It's, it's such an amazing connection, but I feel like I have bumped into maybe several gens in my life that I've literally repelled because I can't, sit down and just shoot the shit like just say you know so and so blah 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 and this happened to me today and just just kind of like what we do at the very beginning of the podcast like i love connecting with you and telling you about my week but i'm ready to get the topic underway like let's go because that's just my personality do you, you know what i mean like do you guys experience that too where you feel like you almost repel people who could be a great match and a great friend Absolutely. But you know what, if they, your energies are going to attract other energies that are similar to yours, right? So perhaps those people in your, if your energy is drawn to another person, that person is going to sit down and they're going to skip the small talk and they're going to jump right into the deep shit with you because your energies have that connection. So the people that you are repelling, maybe it's because your energies didn't match in the first place. And therefore, you know, neither of you took the time to get in on into that deeper level of conversation, you just immediately were like small talk and you moved on and that was it. You know what I'm saying? You, mm -hmm. you didn't have that deeper bond there. So therefore neither of you took the time to get to know each other better. Whereas, you know, like, like you said, Jen, you know, she's one of my closest friends as well because her energy and my energy, like I've felt it from the first time that I met her and it, you know, it's no coincidence that you also have that connection with her because you and I are also really close, right? So it, right. it makes sense that the three of us all have this connection with each other because our energies are attracted to each other. Um, I don't know how else, else to explain it, but. Well, and it's well, interesting because uh, Katie, you mentioned that like at the beginning of these episodes, we, you know, we, we ask each other, well, how was your week? How was your week? 
let's be honest, like you and I, we get together, we'd never ask each other that, right? <laughs> no. We're, we're doing that for the listeners. <laughs> yeah, that's so fake that news. You guys guys know we're, <laughs> so that you guys know we're like you. We are moms like you. We have lives like you. Um, like, I, I love you all. I would never ask you how your week was. Right. <laughs> well, right. and have you guys, have you guys noticed, and I think it's something I've, I've done in the past as well, but now when I see it, I kind of cringe. Um, you know, when we get those posts that are like, Hey, where are all the single moms at? Hey, where are all the, like, let's just say it was me. Where are all the military spouses at? But I feel like sometimes we get so caught up in segregating ourselves to the, like yeah. the only like people like us, and we're missing out on this huge potential to find friends. Because I was a, a mom at a really young age, and so one of my first struggles as a mom was I was 20 when I had Ariana, and none of my 20-year-old Navy buddies or friends had kids, so... Right. I either had to become friends with older people than me, which I loved them. Um, once I finally started doing that and putting myself out there, or I just wasn't going to have any friends with kids. Um, and then now that I have a toddler also, and I'm older, I feel like everybody with a toddler her age, if I'm only doing play dates or whatever, then I'm, I'm missing out on this great opportunity to make friendships with older or younger people or whatever, because I just was so isolated in selecting that specific person. Like I don't need to be friends with an identical person to myself. Mm -hmm. That is such a good point. Cause if we don't open ourselves up to people and we just say on paper, we have these things in common. So therefore I'm only going to make time to meet you. And I'm not going to try to connect with you because you have a, a one-year-old and I don't have a one-year-old. So therefore I don't want to be friends with you you miss out on who your energies are connected to. And, and if I were to look on paper, take Jessica Nelson, for example, you know, we're probably about a 10 year age difference. We probably would think I'm not going to have anything in common with her yet. She's one of my dearest friends in my life. I can't imagine not having that connection with her and our, our kids have become family. Our husbands get along, you know, we have become like family to each other. And I can't imagine not having her in my life. But if I had just looked on paper and said, I'm looking for people in this category, I would never have connected with her. So that's a really good point for everybody to keep in mind. Yeah. And, and it's interesting since coronavirus happened, um, I've had to get to know women in my neighborhood. And uh, I am ex-Mormon and my whole neighborhood is extremely extremely devout LDS and um, we are different in a lot of political beliefs we are different um, in the fact that you know I, I live to work whereas they are primarily stay-at-home moms and they love it mm -hmm. and um, and so I'm a very different person than, than them yet I've been kind of forced to have these these you know meeting people in the neighborhood for various purposes and I ended up, you know, going and helping a mom who is 40 weeks pregnant this past week that, you know, I talked to in passing a couple of times, uh, or you know, I've had actual conversations with people that I've lived on the same street as for four years and just never actually nourished, you know, done anything to, to strengthen the relationship. Um, but even when you're so different on paper, it can, like you guys were saying, it can absolutely 
lead to, to great relationships. And this is why, again, <laughs> we'll have it happen, you know, some t let some time AC go by <laughs> after Corona. <laughs> and we'll do it again. But uh, if you guys remember when we were doing the, the physical find your BFF, the, the speed dating events. Right. I hate to call it speed dating because everybody always thinks we're trying to make matches. We're not. <laughs> well, we are, but just friends, not, you know, side hustles. Um, <laughs> and do you guys remember how successful those were? I mean, we were sold out. We would do them three, you know, three, four, five times a year and we were sold out. One of, to speak to Sherry's point, one of our rules, like we just had a handful of rules, right? One of our rules was you can't ask, where do you live? You can't ask, how old are you? And you can't ask, how many kids do you have? Like, you just can't ask, right? And we saw some really cute connections of people that, you know, if we were to place bets that I would have never bet connected and are probably still friends to this day. Mm -hmm. I've seen it. I've seen it from going to these speed datings and helping run them. And you see the people that met there and you know, your Facebook friends with them. And I see them still friends now. And I see them getting together for lunches or happy hours and their families becoming friends. I see those connections still existing now. And one of those speed dating was probably about two years ago now and I see them still friends. So it, it, it is a real thing, but you maybe wouldn't have connected if you just stayed online and said, oh, well, this chick has a kid that's a different age than me or, you know, lives on the other side of town, exactly. But you meet in person and your energies jive well together and it's a whole different ballgame. Totally agree. So, so Sherry, let's pick on you for a little bit. So you probably have the most experience out of the three of us because of the moving that you do. So yes. have you picked up some kind of just tricks along the way to help g jump in that water? And like, like, how do you do it? Um, so mom nation is a huge, huge reason behind why and how, right? So the last place that I, we were in, um, I started making events, coffee dates, meetups, whatever. And I had that same little voice in my head saying, you know, I don't want to go like, yeah. okay, I made this coffee date and I posted it up a couple weeks ago, but nobody RSVP'd or maybe two people did. And I try to talk myself out of it. So basically I just have a rule of thumb where once I set this date or once I say, yes, we're going to do this, I can't back out because as a single mom, I didn't have Phil yelling at me saying, Hey, Jenny, you are going to meet these moms. I didn't right. have somebody like that. Mm -hmm. Um, and it wasn't just, you know, hurting me. It was hurting the kids because I wasn't making friends. They weren't making outside friends of school. Um, so now I just, I have to give myself a pep talk, a motivational pep talk. Um, you can put little sticky notes on your mirror, whatever works for you. Um, but just talk yourself into it and then, um, don't back down, just go see how it is. If you are very uncomfortable, once you're there, you can always leave, you know? Um, but I've met so many great people just putting myself out there and trying to, you know, just be a human and connect, um, regardless of what age their kids are regardless of if they like brownies or cookies or if they drink wine or beer, or maybe they don't drink. Um, you know, like we've talked about, you can make friends with people 
that are very different from you, um, even if on paper it doesn't look like you guys would. The other thing before Corona, um, anytime, so it's so funny because I own a business and anytime I'm selling something or buying something, I'm big, you know, Katie and I have always been big on supporting small businesses. So no matter where I go, where we move, I'm always like scrolling through the groups to see what local mom or what local military spouse sells or makes this. And so I'm always buying from moms or spouses um, first if I can. And so once I meet them and I find out they're a mom, I'm like, oh my gosh, me too. You know, we made tiny humans. Have you heard about this group, Mom Nation? You know, I'm always inviting them. Um, and it gets easier. The more talkative you are, the more outgoing you are, fake it till you make it. Um, it just brings this kind of, I don't want to sound corny, but it just makes your life brighter and lighter. Um, because here I will be honest, I have no friends. I work from home. I haven't been able to go out because of Corona, but just like picking up little, you know, sale items or food or whatever, making friends and connections that way. And then friending them on Facebook. I've had a few happy hours that way. And it's been awesome. Something that you said really made me like made my ears perk up and you said, you know, the kids are suffering too because the kids aren't making any friends. And it's interesting to me, the older I get and the more I learn about how programmed we are as children, um, even unbeknownst to our parents, right? They're just raising us doing the best that they can. But our if we're feeling anxious and we're in our heads and we're not wanting to go, like, are we teaching our kids that? Have you, like, have you experienced that at all? Do you guys have anything to say about that? I a hundred percent. We, I mean, in every aspect, we, our environment and what we create for our kids, they live and see that. I mean, think about us as individuals. Like if I think back to my childhood, that shit impacted me for the rest of my life, you know? So (laughs) we are either making or breaking them. And so I think that's a really important thing to think about, especially with Corona, right? Like we want to teach them how to get through this, how to manage. So if it's assessing the risks and saying, Hey, we can't be home anymore. We're going to go see our friends, but that's teaching, especially for me having daughters. Like I want to teach them the confidence to think for themselves not to use what everybody else is posting or saying to really think, assess things and do what they think is best because quality decision-making isn't just innate, right? It's, it's a learned behavior. And so that is something that I'm trying to be conscious about all the time for them. Also, like my 14 year olds only in the house for four more years. And then if she goes off to college, she's gone. So I have this very tiny window to make sure she's okay to make these kinds of life decisions if this comes up in the real world when she's an adult. Totally. And I think if we look at, like Jenny was saying, we have a little, we have a small group of friends and all the kids have have grown up together, honestly. Um, But when they were real little and they first met, think about how easy it is for kids to make friends. Like my, my little boy will run up to somebody at the park and say, you want to play with me? And if that kid goes, no, he goes, okay. And he goes to the next one. Or if that kid goes, yeah, he goes, okay, cool, let's play. And if that kid throws sand at him or whatever it is, like, can you tell this stuff has happened? Um, 
then he's just like, oh, don't, I don't like that. And they go back to playing. He doesn't hold a grudge. He's not upset. He's not posting stuff about this kid on social media. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it just stops there. So how did we get from that? Because I guarantee I was like that too when I was a kid. I'm sure we all were. Like, how do we get from that to, oh my gosh, nobody likes me and all of these things that we really think that probably isn't true. And it's like debilitating our ability to be like, hey, Beth, will you play with me? Or what about when somebody like has a difference of opinions and then they just cut you out? Like, it's okay to have a difference of opinions, you know, and still be friends. Like mm-hmm. you said, mm-hmm. somebody throws sand at Jacks and he's like, hey, I don't like that but move on, right? Not just hold that grudge and, oh my gosh, nobody else on the playground play with this boy. He threw sand at me. What? That's where social media has really made such a big impact because I can tell you that 10 years ago, I would never have known what political stance my friends had or how they felt about so many issues because when you're hanging out with somebody one-on-one, you don't talk about that stuff. You're talking about your family and you know, what you got going on in, in your life currently and who you're going to vote for is not that. That really does not weigh that much on your daily life, right? You didn't talk about that stuff. And Unless now you're me and Katie and we don't ask, we don't right. ask each other well, about that. Well, and that's day. one thing you might, because right now a lot of that stuff is more relevant in our everyday life currently, <laughs> but typically that's not. You know, when I'm out spending a weekend camping with my friends, we don't talk about that stuff. We're, you know, talking about everything but that. So now you see it and it's so polarized because it's all you, you see and you see them posting and they may never post about their kids anymore. And you're only seeing that and you start to get this different vision of that person than who they really are. And then you really bump into them one day at, you know, the store and you're like, oh yeah, I forgot that person is actually really cool. I liked them for a reason. You forget because you see social media and think that's the true version of them. Yeah, definitely. And, and, um, one of the things with, uh, you know, ha- people having these, these polarizing views on social media, if somebody posts something like they can't really give me their full comprehensive perspective of what that is, but if I can sit and talk to them about it for 90 minutes, right, all of a sudden we're going to find common ground, but, but there's not the platform of social media is not designed to create room for common ground. It's created to divide. Right. I'm gonna be my conspiracy theorist self, but you know, there we go. No, 100%. And if that's where you're communicating, your energies are not not connecting. And I really think that's a big deal. I mean, yeah, you know what? Beth and I hugged, I'm gonna say it. When I <laughs> saw her on Friday, I was like, you're hugging, right? And she's like, yeah, I'm hugging. And that just, just the connection, and, and this is going to sound woo and weird, but when you embrace another, your hearts really truly connect and, and your energy there connects. And so like all was right with the world after we got a hug in because we haven't seen each other since I think the beginning of this BS yeah. um, or BC, whatever. <laughs> um, but I think that that it's huge And bringing back to Jenny's point is if you're not doing that and if it, Yes. Okay. Coronavirus has a, it's a thing. Okay. There's, there's stuff preventing us from that. But if you don't make that a point, if that's not in your somewhat regular routine, yeah. I mean, it's easy to just 
text something or to just block something or you know what I mean? Like, it's just so easy to do that where if you have this actual energetic connection, um, it's, it's deeper. So I'm all for it. And thanks for the hug on Friday. Oh, no, thank you. It was you seriously so right. So Where's my hug? hug. <laughs> Come oh. visit us. <laughs> yes, it's coming. No, we're, we're going to go visit Sherry. We're crashing her party. So good. Yeah. Hopping in a car as soon as California will allow us to cross the border. <laughs> and there the we border go. for a hug and then. <laughs> exactly. On the Worth desert it. road. <laughs> so Beth, um, tell me about like your experiences and you do a lot of things. You work with a lot of people. Is there, do you kind of set out to meet new people or do they just kind of come along and how does that look for you? What's your, what's your friend game? Yeah. So, uh, interestingly, I have gone down the, uh, astrology rabbit hole lately and I found out that my birth time was off by 15 minutes. And, and so I ended up, you know, uh, looking, looking at my new birth chart. And it only changes one thing. But the one thing that it changed was it made it so that I'm Aquarius uh, ascending. And an Aquarius attracts people to them. And an Aquarius is very individual, does their own thing, doesn't like to be boxed in, just all sorts of things that are very, very, very much me. Um, but it was really interesting because it talks about how, how the uh, Aquarius ascending is completely somebody that like they don't need to do anything to make friends friends just come to them that's that's how I roll um I just show up and the people who I get along with they show up the other people I I can find common ground with pretty much anyone and um you have to really really cross me for me to cut you out other than that I can like just I, I maintain relationships pretty darn well. Um, but ultimately the, the big thing, um, for me is, is just show up and people are going to find you. I don't know if that's true for everybody, but that's very true for me. I can agree with that because my son's in Aquarius and that 100% happens to him. It well, totally does. Yes. So do you have, um, how do I want to say? So do you have like conversations with new people or even with friends that are starting to get closer and closer? And are you like, look, if I disappear for like four days and I go MIA or four weeks or whatever it is, like this isn't a thing between me and you. Like this is just my life because oh, yeah. Jenny and I were very, very good friends. And if I go MIA for a couple of days, like I feel like she doesn't take that personally. She's just like, it's her life. That's, this is what happens. But some people might. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's funny, you know, somebody had like reached out to me and she had, she had asked me like, oh, hey, we should, we should get on the phone and do a call. And I'm like, I don't do phone calls with my own mama, right? Like if that's the friend you need, I am not that friend. <laughs> um, I'm good. With, I mean, it's funny because I'm fine with a Zoom call if I can see your face so that I can read you better. I'm totally fine with it. But like an over the phone call, I'm like, I don't know what to do on this. Um, and I, I just can't read people on the phone. And 
uh, and so it makes it really difficult. I have a really bad social anxiety. We've talked about this in past episodes and, and um, I have just some neurodiversity um, that makes friendships harder for me than it makes it for a lot of people. Um, and so what I do is, is I frequently, like I'm just honest with people about my anxiety. I just tell them I have really bad anxiety. If I disappear, I'm not ghosting you. I just have to take some space to, to heal. I have to take some space to like get back to ground zero. Um, otherwise I am useless to everybody. And so I, it wasn't always this way. I used to like let people take, 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 take. Right. And, uh, and it, it would reach the point where like I would have mental breakdowns. I had seizures. I had, you know, um, full body hives, just all sorts of things. And I ended up reaching a point where I was like, Nope, I'm going to take care of me first. If I can take care of me, then I can, can then show up for them when I'm ready. And so my friends, I really work to just tell them my story uh, when I get those opportunities. And so they know, like, if I am, one of the core values for me is like, take, I take care of myself first and I expect my friends to take care of themselves first. And so if we don't talk to each other for a few days, I know that they need to introvert. Or if I don't talk to them for a few days, they know that I need to introvert. And sometimes it goes for a couple of weeks, right? Sometimes it's going to go for longer periods depending on where I'm at um, and other periods of time. Um, you know, they, they end up reaching out to me to be like, hey, I haven't heard from you in a while because they know that that's like my, my signal to them that like I'm not in a good space, okay? And, um, and so that is one of my, my deal breakers. If somebody cannot respect my need for, for space to process and be alone when I need it, I can't, I can't be their friend because it hurts my mental health. So... And, and that's why I asked you that question, because I know the answer, because you do tell us that. You're like, we look, if you need me real bad, bad, like the world is on fire, this is how you can get me. But I'm not going to be responding this weekend to, you know, yeah. whatever, whatever it is, what we're working on, whatever pops up, you know. And I've always 100% respected that because I get it. And I appreciate that honesty as a friend. So then I'm not sitting over here with my own thoughts, making up a whole bunch of shit about what might be going on. No, I'm not. I know my friend and she was clear with me and she told me what's going on with her. And I totally respect that. Yeah. Well, and like I go on vacation starting on Friday and when I go on vacation, I go somewhere where that my phone doesn't work. Like, <laughs> I don't talk to anybody. If, if you hear from me during a vacation, I Right. Like, uh, I, you know, I, I go and I, I like to shut people out because I know that when I do that, I come out of it on the other side, better, uh, more capable of helping and loving and loving on and showing people how I want to be there for them after I've taken that space for myself first. And I feel like just so many moms need to hear that right now. That like, if you need to go lock yourself in a freaking room to have some silence from your kids for, if you want to leave them with your partner or with a grandma or whoever it is, and just be in silence for 24 hours and not speak to anybody, you're okay. 
you're okay. Just do it, do it, do what you need to take care of you. Your friends that are the friends worth keeping, they are going to understand on the other side of this. We are not in ninth grade. It does not mean that <laughs> I don't like you. <laughs> well, not in Mom Nation and, and maybe some other places you people are, but <laughs> but that's that's just like, oh, if you just tell your friends, tell your friends that you need space. And if they're good friends, they're going to understand. How has yeah. that been? Oh, sorry, Cher. You know me, 20,000 words. One last question, then you can take the floor. So how's that been received? Like, I know how I receive it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, cool. Yeah. Have your time mm-hmm. off. Peace out. Have a good weekend. Mm-hmm. But have you ever bumped into situations where it has not been well received? Absolutely. How and how have you handled that? Yeah. So um, I've had people who, uh, and, and it's interesting because it, it's only happened in business relationships uh, that that's been the case, um, where maybe it's because like, I just wouldn't even notice if somebody was upset. Maybe that's, maybe that's the reality here. But, um, but it's been in, in business relationships where I've said to people like, hey, I have an anxiety disorder. I need you, like, if you're going to say to me, hey, um, we need to talk, I need you to tell me what we need to talk about. And if, if they are like, no, we just need to talk, right? I've had to terminate relationships like that because it is not acceptable for you to say that to somebody with an anxiety disorder. And so when your friends, um, if you have friends, please just assume that they have an anxiety disorder. Please just assume it because they're not going to tell you most of the time. Um, and so do not say to your friends things like, we need to talk or um, I need to talk to you about something and not tell them what it is. It is so rude. It is debilitating. It, it can wreck their health. Uh, it can make them go into really dark places because they start going into that mind reading thing where they start to create all of these stories about how you hate them. And maybe you just wanted to talk to them to see if they wanted to, you know, make the cupcakes for your daughter's birthday party. Just ask them to make the damn cupcakes. Just ask them. Like if you need something, if you need to have a conversation, give people the courtesy of, of telling them what you need to talk to them about. Literally uh, that, and then the only other time that I've terminated a, a relationship like that um, was when people had expectations of me that I, I kept expressing like, okay, I can't, I can't keep up with your expectations. And then they kept having higher and higher expectations that it was unrealistic without them delivering on their end. So that's, that's the caveat. Like if somebody has high expectations of me, you know what? I, I love it. I want to be the person that can deliver on that. Um, but I've had two people that I've, I've terminated relationships with because um, they, would sit, they would come to me with their expectations and I would do my part. Then I would ask for their part and they didn't deliver their part and then still expected me to on my end. And that's, that's unacceptable. Do not, do not have, you know, out of this world expectations of me if you are not going to have the courtesy of following through on the things I've requested to be able to deliver that for you. I think that's really important too. Um, 
and I don't, I don't know if it's necessarily a verbal, um, you lay out the rules when you start a friendship, but you know, there might be people that you have a great connection with, but your needs as friends are very different. Um, and if you have a person that needs to talk on the phone and, and see you in person all the time, that might not be a great friend for another person who's busy and have, you know, their kids and a career and things that you're doing and you don't have time for that. You might get along great, but your friendship needs are different and it's not going to be a compatible friendship. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I definitely have those friends too, or I have a great connection with them, but there had to be a boundary set. Like, you know, I don't have that time to give you to, to go and hang out all the time to go do happy hours. You know, I, I have a family. I can't go out drinking or partying with you, or I, I can't have phone calls all the time with you, or I can't go do breakfast because I, you know, have to take, get my kids to school. And, you know, everybody has different things that they want out of a friendship. And I think that's important to establish that. And, you know, maybe that doesn't mean, Hey, I, I still like you. Like, I think you're a great friend, but maybe we can't take this to that next level. We need to stay at this level and not that level friendship. I think yeah. that's important to establish that. And I, you know, that just made me think of um, how we need to use storytelling in our friendships and our relationships to, you know, when, when you tell stories about your friendships that like it didn't go well, that automatically shows the type of expectations that you have uh, of your friends, right? And so, you know, if I tell, if I tell you guys, yeah, so I had this, uh, this person in my life who would just message me and say, hey, we need to, uh, we need to talk. When can we talk? And then I tell you about how that gives me such bad anxiety and it's, it's debilitating and I can't function that way. You know, just from that, that's not going to fly with me. And so you know never to do that to me. And so being willing to be vulnerable and share those stories where it does paint a picture of what's acceptable in a friendship and what's not acceptable, um, that helps people to show up for you in ways that they never would have known how to before. I think that's a good point. And I also think that basically everything we're all saying is communication is key. And we all know this, right? When it comes to like romantic relationships, but that goes across the board for friend relationships as well. We're not mind readers. We don't know what somebody else wants or needs. We can guess and assume, but we all know what that brings, right? So um, just make sure you're communicating. I know Jenny was saying a lot of things that made me remember a friendship gone bad. Um, when I was going through my divorce, it was like a super messy two-year divorce. And I had met a friend that I thought was going to be awesome friend. Um, and they just needed way too much. And here I am going through a divorce, like barely making it, trying to be a single mom, working full time. Um, and they just wanted like, hey, let's meet. Hey, they would just show up at my door. Hey, I brought you dinner. Yeah, that's super nice. But at the same time, like I needed my space. I needed not that. So it just, it ended badly because they weren't listening. You know, I kept saying, hey, I need time. I need space. I need this. I need that. And they just kept pushing. And I think it came from a good heart. You know, like they just saw that I was in this really dark place. But at the same time, like it was just way, way too much. And so I, and I, I would never have. think to bring you a meal. So, you know, <laughs> we're good. And it, it, it also just makes me think just for anybody listening, Katie and I, we kind of had a following, falling out 
and I, I say kind of had a falling out. We had a falling out. We did. It was, it was a long doozy. fallout. It was a doozy, right? And so, like, how are we doing a podcast together? It, it really comes down to, um, you know, I looked at the kind of people that I wanted in my life, and I knew that Katie was the kind of person I wanted in my life. And so I reached out, and I apologized, right? And so it, it, I just want people to understand that, like, even if you feel like you have relationships that you've pushed past the point of no return, you'd be surprised you'd that be surprised. you can make them work out. You can. You had balls, like 100%. a lot of balls to call you or text me or whatever it was, however we connect. And yeah. I, I have to tell you, I don't know if I shared this with you that day, but I was so excited. And I told Sherry and Jenny and I was like, oh, I'm going to go meet Beth. I'll see, you know, what happens. And I, I was really excited because, you know, we, we do great things together and our energies very, very much enjoy each other. But sometimes shit happens. Like you had stuff going on in your life. I had stuff going on in my life. It didn't match up. We weren't probably communicating as well as we should. But it was pretty cool, I think, of us both to be like, hey, you know what? Stuff happened. I don't know about you, but I learned a lot from it. Yeah. So like I learned a bunch from that incident. And for some reason, the universe wants us together again. Why not give it a shot? Like you know, life's too short to hold a grudge, especially knowing that we had such a strong connection and we did. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, if we ever divulged all the, the, the stuff, you know, you guys would be like, how did you become friends again? Like it was crazy guys. It was crazy. And so it just, I just want moms to understand, like, you guys, like, if somebody matters to you, if a relationship matters to you, and you think that that relationship is past the point of no return, you never know until you ask. Mm-hmm. You never know until you ask. So, again, yeah, that open communication. Uh, like, honestly, personal relationships like this can be more vulnerable than a, a romantic one. It's true. And... It's true. <laughs> And so understanding that, that that can be the case, just you're going to have to put yourself out there and just be, be, go after the relationships that would be so worth it that you're willing to put it all on the line for that type of a person to be in your life. Yes. Words to live by. Good advice. Mm-hmm. So ladies... Do you know what Beth and I want everybody to do? Have you heard enough podcasts that you maybe might know? Maybe they can tell us. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> Ladies, oh do you goodness. know? Sherry. <laughs> yeah. I need you guys to like and subscribe to our podcast. We like iTunes, right? Yeah. yeah. iTunes is our favorite platform. And if you haven't listened long enough, maybe you didn't like this podcast. Keep listening. You're going to like something. <laughs> that's right so five star reviews <laughs> yes. yes don't leave anything other than a five star review good one Jenna and make sure that you actually download the show because we don't get credit for you as a listener unless you do subscribe like Sherry said and download the show um, so my phone does a really cool thing I tell it to just auto download every time we have a new show and it does and it pops up and it tells me that it's there so then I can listen because even though I'm a part of the show 
doesn't mean that I don't go back and listen to them. And I promise you that I do. So the reason why we want people to do that is because we're looking to reach out to as many moms as possible because we want to start what we call a momune. And a momune is, and Sherry and Jenny, this, this you both can relate with, a momune for us is um, basically a place for a mom to go when they're transitioning into single motherhood. So whether that be from loss of a spouse, tragically, or maybe, um, you know, left a, an abusive relationship or something like there's a bunch of reasons why a mom might find herself in a single mom's shoes. And so we're looking to help. It's not a handout, but a hand up. And we're looking to help um, deliver resources. Like maybe the mom needs to go through some, you know, addiction counseling or some mental health counseling or something like that. Maybe she needs help writing a resume, finding um, a nice outfit to wear to um, an interview, like whatever it is that she needs to get going and get back on her feet again. We we want to be able to temporarily provide. So your likes, follows, downloads, listens, happy, smiley faces, all that jazz will really help us to get there. Um, and anything else, Beth? Was that it? You nailed it. You guys got it. All right, guys. Well, it was awesome seeing all of your beautiful faces. I can't wait to hug you all again. And uh, until next time. Bye. 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 Moms with aspiration, moms are inspirations, moms in circulation, moms at their workstations, bump, 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 they make a nation, bump, this is a mom nation.